0: Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is Corey Leland. Hi.
1: Aloha, Wanaka. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, Thank you for coming. It's a so, joy.
1: Joy to be. Thank you.
0: I'd like to start with what was your life like before you got to know A Course in Miracles, Miracle, and what, what changed afterwards in your, how you see the world?
1: Well, I, I know that my history personally is important, but I'd like to be brief about it because I feel the situation with the worldly conditions in so many different directions is so urgent that focusing on personal problems, there just isn't time for it as far as I'm concerned. You need to focus more on the general and the universal. But I was born, just to briefly wrap it all up in a a little ball, I was born in the Holy Land of Detroit, Michigan. And I had a a bar mitzvah and a bris, but not in that order, as I like to say. Thankfully, did not dunch. In other words, I was born to a non-religious Jewish family. Uh, We didn't know what Jesus was in my household growing up. Uh, The feeling I got from my mom was that uh, we don't know what it is, but we don't do it. And later in life, I figured that was because back then, I'm 58 years old now, and back then we were still being sort of blamed for the crucifixion of Jesus as Jews and uh, we didn't—we know that couldn't possibly be right. And, and we were told we would burn in hell eternally if we didn't go to the church that our neighbors told us we had to. So I came to Jesus and of course in miracles much, much later in life in my mid twenties when I, once I finally moved to Los Angeles after going to a school in Santa Barbara for a couple of years. But I found the Course in Miracles in a metaphysical bookstore. I picked up uh, some of the workbook flashcards, and I read it out loud to the pretty girl behind the counter, whichever lesson it was. And she brought the book over to me and says, look, it's written on rice paper like a Bible. And I bought it and studied, uh, studied thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of hours. I've listened to the audio long before compact discs were available Uh, on cassette. I would flip around the cassette tape and hit play half asleep. I got very good at doing that, but uh, how has my life changed? I, I can remember, you know, maybe 32, 33 years ago when I, when I found it, um, I had anxiety attacks and I was just a very ordinary person with no spiritual upbringing whatsoever. My parents, to this day although my mom just recently passed but my dad my family my entire family if i start to even speak of anything that has to do with god they quickly run you know or just have to get off the phone there's just no talking to my family so i came out of uh, let's say the mud and became the lotus flower of the course student you're going to hear speak today but i'll also say that i've never heard a course teacher in all of my years, I don't seek them out, but I've heard some of the quote unquote best, um, you know, from Ken Wapnick, Tara Singh, I spent some time with here in Los Angeles for a couple of years in the early nineties. And of course we all know Marianne Williamson and what's oh, the guy now who saw, got all the attention. Um, I forget. Old, old gentleman seems very nice, but I have never really heard anybody teach A Course in Miracles the way that it needs to be taught, and in my just my opinion, the way it needs to be practiced now, desperately. I mean, like, your life depends on it, because it really does. Uh, so I don't know if I fully answered the question, but where I'm at today, I feel the presence of God very strongly, almost all the time. It's never very far from me. And... I'm able to get to the um, wordless place, much easier than ever during the 2020 um, you know, shutdown. I was non-essential from my two part-time job. I spent a lot of time meditating, a lot of time studying. And I was able to uh, come into a deeper level of awareness of the presence of God and that's what I'd like to share today how to become more aware of the strength and the peace that is available what's real and what's not real what the goal of course in miracles is according to me Uh, because again it's a big book and a lot of people hear the curriculum as something very very different Um, I'm not a marriage counselor so I'm not teaching better relationships I'm not a law of attractioner, so I'm not teaching better parking spaces. I'm not interested in how much money you have, or you don't have. I could not care any less about any of that. A Course in Miracles is not for the purpose of making your humanhood better, or getting more stuff, or you know, having happier relationships. Now, those things may be a side benefit, but they're not the reason anyone ought to be practicing. Any questions on that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, I'm just, <clears throat> my, my main thing, go is the invitation to all humanity, not just people reading Course in Miracles or on a spiritual path or in a religion, but inviting all beings everywhere to unite simultaneously whenever you care to participate at the top of each hour or five minutes any portion thereof more or less five minutes at the top of each hour just like the church bells ring i know you have more in europe than we do here in america but the church bells ring in the monasteries and the convents and the churches and whatever they're doing it has a name. It's called the Angelus, spelled like Angelus. They drop what they're doing mostly at 9, you know, 6, 12, and 3, I think primarily. I'm saying any and every hour, the way a bus leaves or a train. You can get on it if you want to. But uh, we are practicing no less than a lot of people believe in the rapture. I think it's a nice visual that you could hit the ejector seat and leave the world at will because um that is the goal to be able to leave the world and you have to be able and you have to be wanting desperately to outgrow and escape time and the physical mortal body that is what a course in miracles is for is to outgrow time is to escape the physical mortal mortal prison it's to dissolve the human world as quickly as possible in favor of heaven. So there's no lingering, there's no painting your cabin on the Titanic of mortal existence if you're a serious student of A Course in Miracles. You find the lifeboat of spiritual awareness so you're real clear that what you are is spirit, there's no death, there's no problems, the world is not our home, there's no lingering and, and we'll talk about what the challenge is for people with children and pets and spouses and elderly parents, that and I understand that's a huge obstacle. Um, believing that you have uh, family members or people or familiar places and faces that you need to stay in the world for. I understand that is a huge obstacle, but it can also be used as tremendous incentive. So we'll go into some of that, no doubt, but. So primarily, top of the hour is the cornerstone of my ministry, Course in Miracles ministry, Infinite Way ministry, Christ ministry, Buddha, you name it. Moses, I'm a huge fan of Moses. We've got some Red Seas to part nowadays. And unfortunately, Course in Miracles workbook, I've spent, as I said, hundreds, it seems like hundreds of thousands of hours I would listen all through the night time many, 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 many years, until recently when my most recent CD player on my headboard that I keep down low all through the night broke, broke. and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to live on the truth I already know at this point, rather than listen all night long and practice while I'm laying in bed in those nighttime hours, and if you're not doing that out there, course student, and I can tell you, don't waste, don't waste those nighttime hours. Be listening with it down very, very low and practice the presence of God, the principles of truth, knowing the false as the false and the true as the true. Calling on the strength and a help to dissolve, forgive us our illusions, to heal you know, the sense of separation from eternal life and non-structural, perfect spiritual essence and undisturbable calm and all the things, of course, promises. If you're practicing all through the nighttime hours you are using uh, you know every every aspect of the day it's funny they tell us we have 24 24 hours every day but really we probably only have about 12 because it's nighttime you know they tell you 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 have 24 hours so you don't mind going to work for eight of them but if they told you you only had 12 hours a day you might not spend uh, eight or nine hours each day working on the freeway if you could find so top of the hour, and from now on, not just today, not just tomorrow, but for five minutes each hour, whenever you comfortably care to participate, i like in it and want to go to a new way to vote. Do you vote in Austria for a candidate, a political candidate?
0: Do you One have votes a- in Austria as well, yes.
1: You have elections, okay. <clears throat> I think everybody pretty much realizes here that both candidates are owned and controlled, and maybe about half people, not even half people realize that, but elections are, are as fake and as compromised as just about every other institution that we have. Um, top of the hour, I've also given a funny new name to the ancient worldview. Of Course in Miracles teaches so wonderfully well, I call it not actually happening is not actually happening is i'm supposed to be a little bit funny but my hope is that it would fully take the place of the fake news theory of evolution that people came from monkeys and apes and i think that was a big bunch of fake news long before cnn Uh, Because if you think you came from apes and monkeys, you're not going to aspire to rise much higher. And certainly the human species, though we have gadgets and things, we emotionally and mentally have not risen much higher than animals. And, you know, um, so top of the hour. First and foremost, the invitation. Whenever you care to participate, like we're all rowing at that same time. If we were in a rowboat together, and we wanted to get across the stream of illusion to the other side of peace and joy and fulfillment and bliss and unthreatenable safety and and that assurance that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists as words, you know, as very little meaning has about as much much meaning as the word food when you're hungry or water when you're thirsty. Words are not the actual. So I've been to many course groups where people sit around taking turns reading, you know, not lately, not in recent years, but down through the centuries. And all the study groups are pretty much the same. Reading and learning just the same way you would learn a book in college. Memorizing reading and that's not the way that you study a course in miracles it's not to be learned not to be memorized it's good to have it memorized but that's not going to really do too much for you so we need to go into uh what is correction why um is correction essential making the glad exchange of weakness for strength is a big part of the curriculum, making the glad exchange of earth for heaven part of the curriculum. Um, But we need to really go into, you mentioned that you were doing some work with cleansing. Would you maybe say a few words about how you are going about that? And, And just so we can talk a little bit about what, because correction, I would say another word for cleansing Healing, correction, purification. How is that going for you? Well, how are you going about it? What lesson is most helpful for you or, or two or three of them?
0: Well, the, the deepest thing about it is is accepting what's going on and moving with it and allowing things to change.
1: That's interesting because... I would say we're on we're on the platform called Anchor, and the thing that can't be changed is the truth. The truth is changeless and eternal, and we're in a world where everything seems to be changing. And I know the Serenity Prayer. I was just speaking about this with the friends. This uh, give me the this with well, the strength to accept the things that I that I can't change, and is there something along those lines, right? But I told them, I said, look how even the axioms that are supposed to help are tweaked to make sure that we don't ever really attain God consciousness. Um, Language, things are really literally built into our language to make sure that we never fully attain our Christhood. Just even the very essence of Christianity that they point to, I... Believe on him, you know. Uh, the word "believe" actually comes from two words: "be life," and it's very different to be life than it is to just have a an idea up in your mind that you can argue about with other people, go to war over, uh, get offended about. So believe on him is not just, oh, I believe I said the magic words, I'm, a, I'm in, and I'm done. It's not a belief, it's a be life. And rolling with things as they change, I think is just always recognizing what is true and what isn't, you know to the awareness of dreaming, says the manual for teachers, is the, the real function of God's teachers. So just to always be aware at any given moment, the world is not actually happening, but God is. And I call it not actually happening-ism. So, so many lessons are about the fact that we want the world to be happening. Otherwise, it wouldn't be. So what do you mean the world's, you know, not, you know, to the body, it's very real. To the personality, it's very real. To the spirit, it's completely unreal. Not good, not bad. Unreal and nothing more than that. Thank God. And until you could jump for joy that the world is unreal and not happening, you got to get to that place. Because so many lessons want to go. Look at the lessons. The world I see holds nothing that I want. Um, There's so many lessons like that that says get out or dodge as quick as you can. I, I like to say this world, what Christ calls this world, the part you just described as changing and flowing, and I got to move, go with, roll with the changes as REO Speedwagon saying, dating myself, but I told you I'm 58 years old. Um, we need to be willing to to let it all go at any moment. and. The hardest part about that is, again, that I think I have a cat that needs me. You said you have children, small children, that you, no doubt, feel need you. Horse and Miracle says they are not there, no more are you. And I found that to be so, so, so helpful. To I still, to this day, I love my kitty cat so much. And again, I'm not married, no children, never have kids, never married, wasn't ever a goal. Not even much of a career to speak of. I made some money as a songwriter of children's and family music for a touring musical that went around the United States a couple times before an economic downturn. Basically killed the third US tour as my career was seemingly taking off. But I kept going with it, writing a lot of songs, series series called The Insects Rock cartoon band of bugs that are essentially here from another realm to save the human species uh, with uh, high consciousness and humor and fun and songs. So basically, instead of me going on the Oprah Winfrey show or Larry King Live or any of the TV shows as a young course student, I always hoped I could go on to invite the world to unite at the top of each hour and prayer to receive the healing in favor, you know, to receive heaven in favor of earth. Thy kingdom come, it's Sunday, you know, thy kingdom come. How many Sundays have people said that? But has anyone ever really meant it? I don't think so. I think they read the words. I don't think they ever really meant it. Because thy kingdom come, thy will be done means as a full replacement for the human world. We have to dissolve the world as quickly as possible. It just has to go away. Of Course says, how will the world end? In the manual for teachers, And it says that how you know can what never began have an ending? It will merely cease to seem to be. So the world is not actually happening. I call it not actually happeningism. I invite all the human beings, not just today, not just tomorrow, from now on, to practice at the top of each hour in a simultaneous, synchronized intending of a thy kingdom come. Like Here we are, Lord, fill us with your healing. We're done with this world. We don't want the corruption. We don't want death. We're over this scene. And please take us home now. And I would say any student that doesn't have the burning urgency to go home to heaven, as full replacement, not only for hell, which this also is a hell realm, no arguing there, for many, this is a hell realm. And at any given time, it could be for any one of us uh, that we need to find the lifeboat of spiritual awareness before getting in line for the buffet on the Titanic of seeming mortal existence. Now, of course, all of us are painting our cabin in one way or another but uh, whatever you do with are getting, get God first and be anchored in the changeless in the world where everything is changing. You know, there's a path in uh, ancient Hinduism called Jhana, Jnana, J-N-A-N-A, have you ever heard of that path of yoga? I've heard the word. Okay, Jnana is known as the path of knowledge. So in America, for example, we had a craze of yoga, and a lot of people do it, but it's just the bendy, stretchy, exercise-type yoga um, next to a nail salon or a 7-Eleven or something. And that's good. That's all good, but it's not the real yoga. The real yoga is called Jhana, J-N-A-N-A, and it's very much what A Course in Miracles is, and it is exactly what Not Actually happening is the name I've given to the path, because I don't just want to be a course teacher. I don't just want to retread infinite way. Yeah, they got me to where I am today, thank God, and I recommend both of those paths. But I think people need something much simpler, much quicker. They're not going to sit down and read. Most are not going to read. Most are not going to study, um, and they're just isn't time. Uh, I think at this point, we have to celebrate as much as we do enjoy the earth, and let me say that I do enjoy human living, I enjoy everything about human living. I'm having a great time.
0: So, when I say
1: you got to really want to go home, it's not that I don't like it here. I just see that the iceberg is coming, and I'm not going to pretend that it's not. So, top of the hour, not actually happening, isn't But I just really want to point out what, how many aspects of A Course in Miracles. sorry i keep clearing my throat but i just did wake up it's kind of early here in los angeles on a sunday morning just crossed over eight o'clock so if i was home by myself as i almost always am for decades and decades with the occasional girlfriend for a couple years here and there is to pause at the top of each hour like it is right now eight o'clock and kind of just open up to receive is there any particular course lesson that you you know think of it like a superhero tool belt and all of the accumulated quotes and lessons and practices and things you could bring to mind when you're tempted to be upset about something or to believe the world is actually happening. And really, everything about the world is trying to convince you that it is real, including the feeling of being a body. I'd say the root of the weed that needs to be dug out, so to speak, or corrected or healed is the very feeling of being a person in a world of problems and death. That's what it is so that very feeling of being a body is the root of the weed that needs to be dug out holy spirit of god is there its function is to help me to make that exchange that glad exchange of mortality for conscious immortality but just to get to back to jhana jhana the path of knowledge yoga, the real yoga the jani the person that practices jhana walks up and down the world recognizing it's not actually happening but god is we don't know what god is we don't know what truth is we can't know with the human mind what those things are and we never will but we can know what it isn't so our function is to as the johnny does and again it's part of the course in miracles not this it's a word in sanskrit the ancient hindu language neti n-e-t-i and it means not this now coincidentally the first word of the first lesson of a course in miracles nothing and the word nothing is all through a course in miracles and really it might be the most important word we have other than i But to be able to recognize nothing, and if you break nothing down, it's not, and it starts to spell this, like neti of jhana yoga, which probably predates even Judaism. So not this, not this, not this. There is no you. There is no me. One self is true, says A Course in Miracles. The other is not there. So even when you're sitting with your children and you're, guessing that you're married your wife and in your home or i'm sitting here with my cat there is no you you know there is no me one self is true christ is the self we share one self is true the other is not there so as i'm sitting behind the feeling of my body i am oftentimes reminding myself only one aspect of our self is true and that is the eternal god created joy-filled fulfilled unthreatenable eternal right here and right now invisible self and the dream characters as of course in miracles calls us as people me as Corey, you as want my cat is my cat your kids is your kids your wife is your wife people we know they are not there so at any given moment of course says they are not there no more are you Whew, thank god um We need to um, be willing to have our mortal sense dissolved, just dissolved in favor of the truth. Forgive us our illusions, Father, starts what's known as the um, Lord's Prayer of A Course in Miracles. Are you familiar with that one? Forgive us our illusions, Father. Help us. Yes, I am. Okay. What a great prayer for correction and healing. But I would suggest, again, that what needs to be primarily corrected is this feeling that I'm a body in a world of past and future, which is what my thoughts are about. The dream character, Corey, is going to be, he's going to think anything at all. It's probably going to be about something in the past or some concern for the future. And that there's no peace in any of that. So much of our practice at the top of the hour is gaining an inner calm and the ability to just be a state of awareness like Christ teaches unless you become as a small child. And it occurred to me last year as I was sitting home through the whole COVID, you know, nonsense. Um, But the small child has not yet acquired language. So we're talking about a small child who doesn't have, if you speak English does not have English words yet, because they haven't learned. And yet, they are a state of awareness. Now a way that you and I at our age could might maybe could get to that place is more to think of when you first wake up in the morning before you start thinking you know before you remember that you're a person in a world with problems time and death and and hoping for good times um before that character switches on and you start to believe that's who you are again after a nice sleep when you had no recollection of the world or your persona and you didn't miss it one bit you know it's good to remind I remind myself I don't miss the world when I'm sleeping and I won't miss the world when I'm dead but uh, boy where was I I'm kind of am I rambling am I making some sense here
0: you're, you're still um, sharing about how the most important lesson is to recognize that we are not bodies
1: fantastic thank you thank you so much for that so recognize the very feeling of being a body is really the root go there and recognize um, oneself is true and the other is not even there um forget which lesson that is and maybe i am oneself united with my creator and it goes on to explain that we see ourselves as body and spirit, Um, spirit and personality. Uh, We have the whole, you know, body, mind, spirit, uh, phraseology, but it says only one is real and you really have to choose which one you want to be because both are not true. They don't overlap at all. Two worlds. It is impossible to see two worlds. Great lesson. I seek my freedom and my deliverance. Says the lesson. I love this lesson so much. I seek my freedom, and my this is my answer to every time I see think of Dr. Fauci or anybody else that has to do with um, the whole situation uh, that we're going through together as a species right now. Seemingly, seemingly, um, I seek my freedom and my deliverance, and this. You put your finger on what it seems to be the problem with your personal life or the world. I seek my freedom and my deliverance, and this is not a part of what I want. The lesson is it is impossible to see two worlds. Seek for one, it says, and the other disappears. Wow! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I have a way out of this hell realm. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to go ahead and reread the lesson. The world I see holds nothing that I want. It goes on and on and on about all the reasons the world is is not heaven. And that's a very important thing to remember. This world is not heaven. Never will be, even if you start making another $100 a week. It's not ever going to be heaven. And we have a responsibility, if we have children, if we have family, if we have a responsibility to to our community to outgrow and escape the human realm of illusion, to accept the correction and the healing and the forgiveness and the purification and the cleansing on behalf of everyone like the way that an actor would you mention you're an actor and i'm a musician songwriter just like you were accepting an oscar or a grammy at a ceremony you go up to the podium it's accepting and you can do this at the top of the hour accepting the healing and the undisturbable calm Sense of inner bliss and joy the world cannot give, you know, all these things in the lesson. Forgiveness offers everything I want. Beautiful lesson. If anybody doubts that a course in miracles wasn't written by something otherworldly, show them the beauty of the lesson. Forgiveness offers everything I want. It says, What could you want? Forgiveness. Could not give. Uh, do you want a sense of worth, and beauty, and uh, you know, purpose that transcends the world, and all these things that goes on that are available simply by accepting the forgiveness, the cleansing, the healing that is being offered all the time by the Spirit of God, offering His hand down to us to pull us out as we're drowning in a sea and death and bodies and all that that entails corruption and the, the whole scene so for me salvation the word salvation uh i always picture that you're drowning and you're going down for the last time but you raise up your hand and just before you go something pulls you out something pulls you out and so we need to be pulled out of this realm of illusion that we're drowning in and that's what needs to be corrected and so rather than as you were saying going with the flow beautiful going with the flow that's beautiful uh, rolling with the changes not letting things get to you being anchored in the awareness of what is true at least the willingness to be anchored just with that one word neti in sanskrit means not this we don't have to know what truth is we need it's our job to know what it isn't by process of elimination we will come to the place where in our meditation we recognize nothing of this world means anything and nothing i see means anything less than one of a course in miracles workbook um nothing i see means anything nothing i think about the world that means anything means anything and nothing that ever happens here has any meaning whatsoever. And neither do I want it to have any meaning. Lesson two, I have given everything I see the meaning it has for me. So I need to be the one that needs to withdraw all meaning from everything I think I see, everything I think I think, everything I think I'm feeling as a person. Uh, Tar Singh once said when he met Hel- Helen Shukman. Few times he actually sought her out as an old man from India who had studied and followed Krishnamurti around the world, and he was very very knowledgeable about the Hindu Indian ancient culture, and so studying with him for a few years in the early nineties, uh, he was only about you know fifteen minutes from here with his little ashram and very close-knit students. I was out on the periphery of that. I would go to the retreats and the little retreats his students would do, but I didn't get too close to the flame because I felt like the moths, his students were a little too moth-like in the flame. They got a little too wrapped up. I was able to maintain um, enough of my humanhood to where I, for whatever reason, I didn't get too close but I was very close with the tapes and the books. And I still recommend if you can find books or tapes by Tara Singh or CDs, they're worth your time and your money. For me, far more than any other um, self-professed course teacher. But he actually met Helen Shookman in New York. He sought her out and he met her. And the first thing she said to him was, are you a holy man? And he was very humble. He said, he said, uh, when I was a boy, there was a teacher in the village. And uh, if you didn't answer his questions correctly, he would throw a rock at you. He'd throw a small rock at you just for a bad answer, an inattentive answer, whatever it was. And he said, I was the one who would gather the rocks and place them before his, uh, at his side before the lesson began. So she actually told him to go and do the workshops and the retreats, and I know that she knew Ken Wapnick and all that, and I've heard some, a lot of Wapnick. I still listen now and again, and he's a wonderful, wonderful technician. Maybe it seems like no one in the world ever knew more technically about the Course in Miracles than Ken Wapnick. And I've my feelings of him have softened, and I've learned to really appreciate him more but i still only feel like he's wearing in some instances he's wearing like a white lab coat very technical very um just different different style and i don't certainly don't feel like getting back to what i said at the beginning of the call that any course teacher i don't need to be better than anybody else i'm not saying i'm better than anybody else i'm not in a you know as i said excuse my phraseology pissing match i'm not Wanting any of that. I'm only observing, for example, Marianne Williamson went on Larry King Live in the early 90s. And I was already a very serious course student for a few years when she did. And I had always wanted, even then, to go on Larry King Live to invite all of the human world to unite at the top of each hour. Wouldn't it be great? We're all one species, we're not divided by race or Uh, geographical location or political ideology or religions, but we're at the top of each hour. We're going to, as a species here, we are in whatever year it is now, 2022 senior class project for humanity. We're going to try this. We're going to all at that synchronized simultaneous time, just like it's, you know, 818 in the morning here and it's at night there in Austria. But the top of the hour is still the top of the hour. The same way eternity remains a constant state is eternity for everyone. So I feel that's so important now, especially in times of crisis. I thought even when 9-11 happened here in, in, in New York that there was there was an opportunity lost because people got interested and they would have for the first time ever really been interested in God Together as a nation, as a species, I'm not saying as a species. In America, people were stunned and would have been should someone famous, like an oh Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, in his day, biggest star in the world, whoever even it was the president of the United States at the time, although he was probably fully in on it and obviously knew it was going to happen before it did. If you seen him sitting in that classroom when somebody came to whisper in his ear. Um, But be that as it may, top of the hour, in times of crisis, when people are interested, and they will be, and we will have crises, and hopefully we won't be cut off from each other with the internet down and the power off for an undetermined amount of time, but we need to be prepared for the fact that that is more than likely going to happen. are going to switch off the power there are going to be at some point nuclear bombs going off whether they go off or not or they just tell us they've gone off there are going to be crises and we need to be so anchored in god in the changeless awareness of who we really are that we can be aware of dreaming and just sit out in the audience and and observe and realize that my kids my pets my spouse my parents my you know co-workers all the people i love that their dream characters are not really there either but that i am going to awaken from the dream on behalf of everyone like we were saying accepting healing and awakening On behalf of everyone, the atonement, salvation, all these are just words, but accepting the glad exchange of mortality for awareness of my non-structural, perfect immortality is you. That you need to be receiving that correction, that healing on behalf of your children. That you are rising. Christ says, you know, as I am lifted up or if I am lifted up, will draw all unto me so it's each of our responsibility to receive to whatever degree we can uh, the awakening the healing the glad exchange of this feeling of being a flesh puppet bones blood organs past future drama personality wanting fearing all that needs to be gladly shined away in favor of the awareness that we are spirit. I am spirit. But do you want to be spirit? I think that requires a little bit of self-honesty. Or do you want the world to be real? You can't have both. So in times of crisis, there's going to be equal opportunity to receive the healing and the grace um, to match the amount of chaos, I would say. And there's tons available right now if we simply turn in that direction and rest and relax in those rays of healing just like laying at the beach you know to get warm after you've been in the sunshine so tell me a little bit more uh, just so i can about how you're perceiving cleansing and what the aspect of um correction i think let me just say this I think that correction, another key essential lesson in your superhero spiritual tool belt is truth will correct all the errors in my mind. Wow. I don't know of any other path that so obviously spells out that we have the kind of God that's function is to be called on you call on that strength to dissolve your upsets and your fears and your illusions. And I think a lot of us don't call on that strength. We don't invite the healing because unfortunately we have a carryover from certain upbringings, certain religions where we don't feel like we deserve it. We did something wrong. We didn't do something right. And so we don't call on God because we're convinced there's punishment coming. um, And then we make ourselves sick first in the hopes that maybe God won't punish us. And it's a lot of insanity, but we need to be able to call on the strength of God. Um, Shiva, Shiva, getting back to Hinduism, so much of this, all of it can be is taught in Hinduism, is taught in jhana yoga, the path of knowledge. Shiva, Shiva, you would call on if you're a devotee of Shiva, the destroyer. What does Shiva destroy? He destroys illusion. He destroys toxin, poison, upset, fear. So if you're a jhani, you're a student of jhana yoga, which of course in miracles is, in any any real spiritual path, is uh, not actually happening in so jhana yoga. Uh, nothing I see means anything. There is no world. How many course teachers teach that as the core message and it spells it right out in A Course in Miracles? says, This is the main message A Course in Miracles is trying to teach. There is no world. No, I'm a marriage counselor. I'm going to teach to be happier with my husband no, I'm going to teach how to manifest more money or better human relationships. Sorry, Eh, next. So I had a difficult time with Mary Ann Williams. I met her a few times. Um, Very nice lady. Um, But I just didn't ever feel like she really... I'm sorry, I just never, she's right here in LA. I never felt like she really got it. I didn't feel like she was trying to teach it. She was on Oprah, she was on Larry King Live. So I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat when she was on Larry King Live, must've been 1993, 94. Please, you know, oh great, I'm sure she's gonna invite all the human world to unite simultaneously at the top of each hour. Let's all pray together and recognize the real message. There is no world. Thank God, let's dissolve the world as quickly as possible as a species and return to the holy home. No, no. First thing Larry King Live asked, Larry, Larry asked her, so what is this Course in Miracles? And I'm, oh, good, thank God. Nah, I just, I pretty much, I wish I could go back and watch it, but as I, my recollection was she pushed it aside as quick as possible. Return to Love, my book. Um, it's a diversion. You know, she set up a cult of personality and most people that followed her, they followed her. They were interested in her being interested. It was an entertainment. Um, and it just never unfortunately came to that top of the hour invitation where we as a species decided this is what we needed to do. We have, we've got to dissolve this prison, this trap of being a body. But how many of us even realize that the body is a prison? Or the personality is a trap in a prison. Just trying to paint the cabin on the Titanic. I just want a better, a better body. I just want a little more money for my body. I just want a new car for my body. I just want a new boyfriend or girlfriend for my body. Um, all of that is, you know, wasting time. Just painting the cabin on the Titanic of mortality, and we're all doing that one way, in one way or another. But. Find the lifeboat. Lifeboat is the awareness that you are not a body, there is no world. I came up with a little paraphrase. Forgiveness recognizes there are no people because there is no world. How much crap does that cut out of drama with human relationships? How am I possibly going to get mad at you or upset at you or hold a grievance or want you if I realize there is no you? Because there is no me and there is no world. This world was over a long time ago, Course explains, like a star that burned out. So what are we even doing here? Uh, we're trapped. It's a prison. And it spells it out. This is not mine. I'm not making this up. This is what... It tells us, and if we're wise, we recognize the body is a prison, the personality is a prison, earth is a prison planet. This realm is a hell realm. There's no joy to be found here that lasts. Anything you get will be taken from you. So get that through your head, course student, please. You know, forget about this law of attraction. It's subtraction, it's not adding something to you it's erasing the illusion that's covering up the real you um the the misinterpretation of the buddha thing that thoughts create reality that we're supposed to be co-creators and you can probably even find that quote maybe of course even calls us co-creators what we're co-creating is illusion we're co-creating the prison with our human thought system that's all that it knows is past and future and body so What Buddha was trying to explain was that we're not supposed to be using thoughts to create our world. We don't create the world. Human beings are not creators. Human beings are miscreators. Human beings are um, hypnotized and lost and drowning in illusion. Uh, What thought is, is uh, needs to be quieted, needs to be shut the hell up and I will be still an instant and go home. We're supposed to want to go home, and it's supposed to only take an instant. But how many of us are willing to let go for even one second? I remember when I first met Tara seeing uh, what his, uh, his, his you know, to all appearances, was his most advanced student who gave some um, workshops around town. And I walked up to him as a young musician, songwriter, and I thought I was going to save the world with songs. You no, I called myself the folk singer-songwriter of the new age. I was going to be like a Course in Miracles Bob Dylan. And I went up to uh, this gentleman after the talk. And I said, oh, my name's Corey Leland, and I'm a singer and a songwriter. And I write songs about spiritual things and Course and Miracles. And, and uh, she just looks at me and after I stopped speaking. And he paused for a second because I'd asked him for some advice. So what do you think? What should I do? He paused for a moment, and he goes, "Be willing to let it all go at any moment." And I never, and then he seemed kind of pleased with himself that that sort of came, you know, to him and through him. And I thought about it many times, and I still think about it. But that's where we're at. We need to be willing to let it all go at any moment. Because we don't know what truth is, but we know what it isn't. And if we don't know what it isn't, shame on me. I don't know what truth isn't by now. It's not past. It's not future. It's not being a body. It's not being a person. It's not interested in creating a better world. We're not going to have a better world. It's not going to be a good earth. That's not the function. That's not the purpose of the world. Purpose of the world, unfortunately, is going to be that it's going to get so Add that you finally, hopefully, come to the understanding. This is not heaven. I need to be willing to let it go at any moment. I need to call on the healing, grace, and strength of God to dissolve my belief that it is. Um, What you think you are is a belief to be undone. Wow. That's a course in miracles for me. What you think you are, and I'll add to that, where you think you are, is a belief to be undone, pronto, quickly. That thou doest do quickly, Jesus said, even to Pilate, who was going to sentence him to death. He okay, that's what you're gonna do, do it now, quickly. There just is not time to waste. I, I can't emphasize that anymore. The fact that every day we wake up and we have electricity, or there isn't total chaos or the Gestapo is not knocking at the door, that is the direction this world is going for lack of God awareness. We have ignored truth for so long as a species that now we are about to get something called metaverse. You might have heard of it, the new Facebook. You're going to get goggles over your eyes like Tommy in the Who's opera, Tommy you're going to have a new set of illusion piled on top of you like dirt on a coffin or you'll have something on your eyes and your ears and you'll be required to work and live in a realm of illusion on top of the realm of illusion you already seem to be in and good luck getting out of that because not only the chemicals that they're injecting us with but the the metaverse um, you thought this realm, you thought the world, we had to grow up in was difficult to find and seek truth. It's going to be almost impossible for the children that are growing up with masks on today to ever find, seek, and attain. It's It's been so difficult even for us. Um, so if you're a caring, feeling person and you are in the dream world and you are here you know and like some sort of an you can't help but weep for humanity Uh, seeing the direction it's going is is just abysmal you know and and even if it isn't actually happening you know movies aren't happening and you cry you know you you believe dreams are real at night um even when you wake up you can still be a little bit shook up but you know you were just laying in bed the whole time. I think the dreams seem real is the best clue that we have that the world is not actually happening because they sure seem real when you're in them. And one of the most important things we can do is to constantly... Awareness of dreaming is the real function of God's teachers at any given moment just to realize God is happening. We're soaking in God all the time. The way a light shines through film on a projector, a screen, the old movies. The light is always there and the world is just the film that it's shining through. So. Any any thing you want to question about any of that or comments, serving suggestions, What do you
0: think want to go? It's a very powerful message. And yeah, no matter what one thinks about what's going on in the world, according to A Course in Miracles, it's been mad all along. So no matter what what we think is going on, it's at its worst from the beginning. So it never was any better.
1: I think i think it's a sobering this little self-honesty is not going to get any better but it's not that's not the function that's not the reason for it the reason for it is that we can get it motivated motivated and incentivized to seek the kingdom within you know to if we use the madness of the world um to go within say you know what uh, i've looked for love everywhere I've looked for happiness in things and situations and circumstances. I've searched for fulfillment in relationships and money. And then finally, if you come to the, you know what, I'm not going to, let me look for it where it can be found. So at some point you have to, as a course says, withdraw all meaning from the outer world. Uh, when you go within yourself, you're withdrawing the. The meaning that we give the world to to harm us, certainly. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Which I, for myself, paraphrase down to nothing threatening exists. Because the idea of threat is really one of the main uh, threats in the fabric of illusion. The sense that we can be hurt by anything. And, And time the notion of past and future. So if we're going to access the peace and the grace and the healing, it's going to be a moment when we're not thinking. It's going to be a be still and know. So forget about creating your reality because you're not gonna create reality. Reality already is. Isn't that a great relief that I don't have to create reality? And what a disservice it was the whole Oprah generation Uh, thoughts create reality, it's up to me to be a co-creator, I'm going to make a better world. And I was in that for a while too. I think that's how most of us come to a spiritual path. (laughs) It's kind of hard to avoid it. That I'm going to use the course, I'm going to use spirituality to attract more and better human conditions and things. That's how we all start. Some of us never get out of it. It's not only a not a co-creating, make your better world. It's, it's, um, again, getting back to the voodoo, it's not that we're supposed to use our thoughts to, thoughts, thoughts create mystery. They are projecting illusion. So how do we get to the place where I can let go of thought and be that state of awareness That transcends the world and that can be awake in the dream when everyone else all around me is uh, freaking out because of things that are on the TV or in the news feed or going on even in my own living room. And part of it is this practice of except you become as a small child you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Again, getting back to the small child, the practice of think about when you very first wake up before you start thinking, just to be that relaxed, effortless state of awareness without words. And then hold that like a yoga pose. So it occurs to me when we're practicing our course lessons or whatever path you're on, any scriptural, spiritual truth you're practicing. First of all, we can't get to the stillness before we're able to slow down so first step if i want to go towards the silence and the stillness that heals and blesses and corrects purifies cleanses well, i slow and you'll see this in the instruction in the workbook. slowly slow you're thinking way, way down. I'm saying it even way faster than I would be saying it in my meditation. And it occurs to me now that I'm able to access a greater um, awareness of the presence and the peace than I ever have previously this lifetime, that it's only, only, only when I stop thinking that the lifting begins. And there's a, a, a peace and a joy and a bliss that the physical senses will never know. And it only comes when I can stop thinking and be still. And I heard those words, just as we all have. I heard the words, be still. i heard the Christ uh, red letters, take no thought, which I think are the three most important words in the entire Bible take no thought for your life from the sermon on the mount uh that's not co-creating that's allowing the real creation to dawn on your mind as having already been created um stop miscreating thoughts miscreate um we use thought we have to use thought as what we have like a ladder to get to the roof Um, so I might consider a particular lesson like, um, I seek my freedom and my deliverance and this is not a part of what I want. Very powerful top of the hour practice in response to all the madness of the world. Whatever seems to be concerning you as you look out at the world, maybe it's a personal problem and we all have them, but... Ultimately, we get beyond our personal problems, not that they don't pop up once in a while as a challenge because they do, even to the greatest of the great. Uh, But if we all have our cross to bear, as the saying goes, don't forget to ascend. You know, don't get stuck there. Um, So we need to put the apple back on the tree As I like to say, you heard the story of Adam and Eve, but you didn't probably recognize you are and need to be Eve. And did you ever see the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, where he lives the same day over and over and over again until he gets it right? Well, we need to put ourselves back in the Garden of Eden. And when that reptilian being or talking snake offers you the world, look, you can have just like to do everything. I'll give you everything, fame and money. You'll have houses and beautiful women. If you just follow me, just want the world more than God. And that's where we're all at. So in order to put the apple back on the tree, top of each and every hour is another opportunity coming around every 60 minutes. To make that choice, don't wait. If you if you don't have to, don't wait. But it's a reminder because time is so hypnotic. Eternity remains a constant state. The world is not actually happening. Thank God. I'm my body. I'm not. There is no you. There is no me. That's why forgiveness makes sense. So again, my paraphrase to the course lesson. What is forgiveness? It says forgiveness recognizes what you thought the brother did to you has not occurred. Doesn't pardon sins and make them real. Recognizes, recognizes there was no sin. It never really happened. It happened at the level of complete, not good, not bad, unreal. Unreal. What another great world word, like not this, eti, the Sanskrit word from Hinduism. Unreal. <clears throat> A Course and miracle says, uh, I'm not a good body, I'm not a bad body, I'm unreal, and nothing more than that. Wow. Thank you. Now, that's only a problem if you want the world to be real. So it requires some self-honesty. I must be wanting my children to be real. I certainly believe they're real. I must be wanting my cat to be real. I certainly think he's real and needs me. Um, that's... That's universal, but if I recognize that if I see my cat as mortal, and I believe that he needs food and shelter and water and a loving home, in that same instant that I'm seeing him, perceiving him as a mortal being, I have made myself in that same instant mortal, in relationship to his mortality. Pretty simple. Um, So if I believe he has to die someday, or might die someday, or could get sick, I'm just pinning that on myself. So if I want to recognize I am spirit, then I need to recognize so too is Sparky my cat, or name of child. So they're not there, no more are you. Wow, that line has saved me thousands of years. They are not there, no more are you. If I see them there, I'm keeping myself here. They're keeping me down just by believing they're people. Now, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that people ignore their kids or don't do the very best they can for their kids or their spouse or their... The family or their community, we have that responsibility. Absolutely. We are functioning in the dream world. We're functioning in the dream. But isn't it great to be in the dream and realize that you're dreaming no matter what's going on. Uh, people might be running around freaking out. But if you have the calm inside of knowing, just as if you are on a movie set or in a TV show, uh, that no matter how afraid you might act, Deep down inside, you know it's just a play, it's just a movie. It's only a dream. So as the madness gets more and more mad, if we can be anchored in the changeless. Eternity remains a constant state. My eternal self is the only real self. And to the degree I can be willing to identify rightly with spirit, to identify really only with the spirit of God is who I am, not my skin, not my geographical location or my political or religious affiliation. Um, all those things are superficial. And of course the satanic uh, powers that be and this world is run by uh, the dark forces, absolutely 100% ruled by darkness by corruption by evil it may even be malevolent interdimensional beings out to uh, co-opt and take over and destroy the human species the way i see it as a dream character named Corey leland in the drama it occurs to me that uh, we're under attack humanity is under attack earth is under attack electromagnetic and otherwise all sorts of in the name of medicine and spraying us every day with metals and every which way possible we're being depopulated for extinction maybe some other species wants the world for itself i don't know the details but i can see what's happening so again i use knowing about all those things and i still listen to uh, alex jones and all the different conspiracy theories you can name i am all over them up and down, backwards and forwards. But I always use it as incentive to get the hell out of Dodge. Now Dodge was, I guess, in a Western, famous Western film, the name of a city, Get Out of Dodge. So knowing about how mad the world is, the best we can do with that is as fuel, as incentive to force us and drive us into that above all else. I want to see things differently. I could see peace instead of this. And I'll just picture Dr. Fauci's face. You know, this is not a part of what I want. Picturing a syringe. Uh, I seek my freedom and my deliverance from this feeling of being a body in a world of problems and certain death so, until we come to that place where we are crying out, cry freedom. You know, I say be the freedom, like Gandhi's, be the change. Be the freedom. But being is not a doing necessarily. I did a video recently on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Top of the Hour, with Corey Leland, C O R E Y, Leland. I did a video recently, be the freedom at the top of the hour, like Gandhi. Uh, Except we come from something Ramana Maharshi called the breadwinner education. Our schooling only teaches us to have a job and how to make money. It doesn't really teach wisdom. Whole other thing, wisdom versus Western education. But in the breadwinner education, we only hear when Gandhi says, be the change. We only hear do, do the change, start a business. You know, that might be good. Being may or may not be an extension, or rather doing may or may not be an extension of being. If we're so in the Spirit of God that it moves us to do something, then that is going to be blessed and it's going to be meaningful and, and it won't be torn down you know, in a year or five years or ten years. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it, says the Bible so whatever we do we want to make sure that it's god-led and god-directed and doing starting organizations or trying to make the might be misguided it may not be what's actually needed and uh, better to be in the being being one to whatever degree you can with truth and reality recognizing there is no world there are no people forgiveness recognizes There are no people because there is no world and so how am i going to hold a grievance what a moron why would i waste my time holding a grievance why would i waste my time wanting anything i mean other than just what we need to keep body and soul together long enough to do whatever we're here to seemingly do even though it says i need do nothing because to do anything i have to wake up in the morning first and start thinking and i have to put on my body And they'll put on time and believe that it's real in order to do anything. So it says, I need do nothing. And if you're new to the course, that's a section in the text that you might want to look over. It's very nutrient-dense. I would like to qualify uh, certain lessons for myself as nutrient-dense. Some just uh, provide more and are worth more um, prolonged study. And I listened to these lessons thousands and thousands of times on audio, cassette tape, and four CDs. And it was only until very recently, and I began in the early 90s with the cassette tapes, just very recently in this last year did I stop listening all night long to mostly the workbook. And I emphasize the workbook lessons. Don't don't just read the text for God's sake. Because most people, are just going to learn it. You're just going to study it and read it like a textbook in college. It's not meant to be learned. It's there to help you to undo your mortality, mortal sense. One self is true. Spirit, God, shared with you forever already joy and bliss and fulfillment and the other your body your persona the self you think you are that's a belief that needs to be undone thank you very much that's what the course is for not for co-creating reality unreality not for getting better parking spaces or attracting new love or a better car another hundred dollars a week it's to recognize one self as true; the other is not there completely unreal and not worthy of one moment's time thought energy emotion just get out as quick as you can i like to say the world is not to be enjoyed or improved nearly as much as it is as it is to be outgrown and escaped and thank god we have the workbook lessons, which no doubt Jesus or some divine entity took the time to give us, you know, as a, a hand up. So, whew, wow. Uh, anything, uh, what, do you, what do you think about all that?
0: Well, I was thinking about the lessons that we have to learn, like changing our mind about the world. Um, about the positive things you can think that are going on and the negative things that you think you're going on. how all of that needs to be tied into this letting go of, or let's say, letting yourself see beyond the veil that you have made yourself with your thoughts, your emotions, your interpretations.
1: Glad that you mentioned that that you you have made yourself. One of the things I think that weighs course students down is this notion that even if there are bad people in my story, in my drama, in my dream, that I'm respons- that I created them, that I'm responsible. And even a course probably even says this, that the that you found the world that you came looking for. I come from another path called The Infinite Way, also. Joel Goldsmith. Lots of stuff on YouTube, audio of him. And they have something in an in infinite way called impersonalization. It's a principle of impersonalization. As it relates to spiritual healing, the first thing you do when you have a patient or a student or yourself is to recognize this is not a part of who i really am and you impersonalize what they call the error like the course says truth will correct all errors in my mind but to impersonalize takes the pressure off of yourself go wait a minute this is not part of me but this is part of the world of illusion that's trying to use me it's trying to convince me that i am a body that i am in the world of problems and death <clears throat> and I need to call on the strength and the help of God, the corrective, uh, healing power of Christ, to help me to make the glad exchange of weakness for His strength. And it says that when you feel like you're a body, you know, when you feel weak, you're identified with the body, and uh, just know that we, that strength needs to be called on. And then it needs to be relaxed in in order to receive the help that you have invited. So I mentioned before we use the words like a ladder to get to the roof. Once you get to the roof, you don't need the words for a while. And you can think of it. Another analogy I like to use is that after you've been in a body of cold water, an ocean or a lake, or even a swimming pool that's cold. And then you put yourself in the sunshine to relax, to get warm. What a course calls the glad exchange of illusion for truth or weakness for strength, sickness for healing. It's a lot like that effortless process of simply laying in the sunshine to get warm. Uh, And you equate the coldness that you felt when you just got out of the water with whatever form of upset seems to be using you at that moment, whatever temptation you're in to believe the world is real is like the cold. And then as you put yourself in those healing rays of God, rather than think of it as sunshine, think of it as healing rays of correction, of purification, of making that glad exchange of darkness for, for light, um, of sadness for joy. Um, as the warmth takes the place of the coldness, that's what the Holy Spirit of God is there to do. Now, if I stay inside all day and I'm, you know, keep myself clothed, and I don't put myself out in the sunshine. It's not because the sun isn't shining. It's because, I haven't put myself in the proper clothing and put myself out there to receive. So some things we do need to do and some things we we can't do. Uh, one thing we can't do is know what truth is, but we can know what it isn't. One thing we can do is put ourselves in a receptive altitude and attitude of prayer however many words it takes me to get quiet, I say, you know what, God, I, know what Jesus, I didn't say any of this for your benefit, You're omniscience, you're already knowing. I only said all these things, however many lessons or prayers you need to bring to mind to get you to that space. However high your ladder is of words to get to the roof where you can relax on your lounge chair that you have up there. But once you get up there, uh, how long can you hold the yoga pose of be still and know that i in the midst of you am god um, how how long can you hold that yoga pose of there is no world i am free and how much are you willing to recognize we're not free as people that we are in prison as a personality who believes, uh, you know, um, what you think you are is a belief to be undone. And remember that word belief really means be life. So we actually, what you think you are is a be life to be undone. I add to that, where you think you are is a be life to be undone. So we're in a dream world. Our function is to be awake in the dream, to master non-reaction by recognizing There is no you, there is no me, because the world was over a long time ago, thank God. So we're functioning in the dream whenever we're thinking about a person, place, or thing. But the only place we're going to access the grace and the joy and the fulfillment and this lifting that I've just recently begun to experience within the past year or year and a half, it's almost like, reminds me, remember the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy almost gets in the balloon, but Toto runs off? We have to gather up our Toto, whatever that represents to you. Maybe like you're gathering up your children and your family and you but hold on tight and get in the balloon. You don't need the wizard, but you get in the balloon and we need to go vertical. <laughs> In other words, if you think of the cross, the vertical, we want to go up. And I say this because when you are able to remain quiet, there will be an effortless lifting that you will ultimately feel. And it's a really wonderful, blissful, peaceful, something that does not come through the physical senses, but it is like being in a hot air balloon and rising above the mind we want to think of meditation as a rising above the mind like the way an eagle can fly higher than any any other bird it can fly above the rain clouds into the silent sunlight and we want to be able to rise above our thoughts and world into that silent sunlight like relaxing in your lounge chair on the rooftop that you've climbed using words to get to that place where you can access all of the promises of the Bible. And of course, in miracles, it can't be known through the mind. Otherwise, everybody that quotes the Bible and memorized the Bible would have the peace, the passive understanding, and they would be mellow. And who cares if somebody disagrees with me or doesn't like my skin color or my gender identification i don't care i have the peace of god closer than my thinking and feeling of body i can just that's the place i can just forgive you from you're only being that way because you don't feel this peace or you couldn't be that way so the lifting like getting in the balloon or you can think of it like being a scuba diver I find that to be very helpful. I don't know if you've ever had on an aqualung scuba tank, but think of yourself as a diver. You're at the bottom of the sea. I especially like that analogy because when you're underwater like that, you really see the value of surfacing. So if you're like a diver and you see the light refracting on the top of the water, you just effortlessly allow yourself to glide you know, maybe you kick a little bit towards the surface, you know, and, and think of it as you're, you're gliding effortlessly up towards the healing light of God. That's going to make that glide exchange of being a mortal body separate and cut off like the withering branch. And you're effortlessly gliding towards the, the light of healing that remind, oh, I am spirit. It's shared with me. I can't get out of it. Not even by dying, not even by living in the world. I can't hide from truth. Thank God. We're all hiding behind the rock like Adam and Eve. And the rock is what is the body. The rock is the personality trying to keep God out because we think we did something wrong or didn't do something right. But what's the quote even in the Bible from God? Who told you you were naked? You know, meaning it wasn't me. I didn't put that guilty, fearful vibe on you. I don't know why you're hiding, but we're all hiding still as human beings behind the rock. And we want to lift. The lifting is so key. So think of the cross. We're stuck in the middle, just like Jesus, between the vertical, which we want to go up towards heaven, even though there's no such thing as up or down. But For us, it's helpful rather than sideways, back to the future, or I mean, either way, the future or past. So our thoughts keep us on the horizontal axis of the cross, so to speak. We wanna go up. Again, if we all have our cross to bear, as the saying goes, don't forget to ascend. Don't get stuck in the middle with upset and fear and death. Don't get caught dead in the world. We're supposed to outgrow and escape the world as quickly as possible. Um, so again, the pot of the balloon, you want to rise up above your mind into that silence for a while where you can really receive the peace. You're not meditating until you're not thinking. Pretty simple. A lot of people try to Make the, oh, you, know, you can't, you can't, we can't do that, we can't, we can't stop the mind, don't try that, no, no, don't try that. That's just, you know, people, they can't, um, you don't want a lifeguard, that can't swim. Um, people can only teach what is their own consciousness, even if you can recite from the books, it's not going to get across. Um, so again, Force and Miracles, not meant to be read and studied the way you would read and study a college book. That's not it. We we read to access the correction, healing that helps us to outgrow the feeling that I'm a body, outgrow the feeling that I have to die someday and that I'm doomed, and grow into the awareness, I am spirit. I'm spirit. I have a body. I seem to have a body. But this is not me. And it's not a good body, and it's not a bad body. It's completely unreal. And nothing more than that, thank God. So the balloon, the diver, I find those to be very helpful analogies, relaxing on the roof or at the beach in the sunshine, which is there to make the glad exchange of the coldness from the water and as the warmth takes the place that's like the spirit of god making the glad exchange of upset for peace of the belief that the world is real and that i'm just a body cut off in the world from god separation it says is the you know the root of the weed the sense that we're just a person you know away from god that's why all the famous movies like a wizard of oz or E.T., Go Home, uh, Finding Nemo, so many of the movies, the themes in literature is being lost or away from home and yearning or needing to get back. So recognize that this isn't our home, Earth is not our home. Top of each hour is an invitation to practice uh, outgrowing and escaping and putting your hand up, so to speak, and wanting to be pulled out like you're drowning in the realm of illusion, which we all are. But the Spirit of God is there to lift us out. But we need to put our hand up say, here I am. I, I want to avail my the free will. is. We have to exercise our free will in other words. Very, very, very important. That's why I want to emphasize the top of each hour, not just today, not just tomorrow, but from now on as an entire species, as long as we still seem to be in this prison realm, as a world, to be willing to receive the correction, the healing, the resurrection on behalf of everyone. And that's how we can use our love for our children, our pets, our world, the people that we love, the places that we enjoy. That it's something you're doing on behalf of them. You are lifting consciousness you're willing to trade this sense that i have to die and there's all these threats and i'm at the mercy of the government and the this and the that but you're gonna outgrow it and as you are lifted all are gathered unto you so as i am lifted up i will draw all men women children cats dogs unto me so that way you don't feel like you're army term cut and run you're not cutting and running by outgrowing and escaping the world you're not cutting and running on humanity or you know um shirking your responsibility by being willing to let go at any moment you're doing it on behalf of everyone because they're going to be a prisoner of the same illusion but to whatever degree you can be lifted you are a healing influence on every everyone in your dream. So be the hero of your own life, uh, you know, as they say, and outgrow and escape on behalf of everyone. So, So remember, at the top of each hour, don't be a fanatical about it, don't be fanatical, but whenever you feel like participating, but consistency does add up, just as if you were to practice an instrument every hour, if you wanted to learn if you wanted to lose a few pounds and you got on a some form of aer- aerobic exercise every hour for five minutes, if you have that discipline, and the word disciple, discipline comes from disciple or disciple comes from discipline, it's all the same. It does require our interest, and more than interest, it has to be above all else. I am determined, course, in Miracles, success, so... Like you were saying when we were chatting a bit on Facebook, everybody's equal. All teachers are the same. Oh, good. You know, in America, we have this thing called everybody gets a trophy. There's a whole uh, generation that's coming into power now, a generation where everybody got a trophy, you know, not just the people that won. They just give a trophy to everybody. Everybody's equal. To, nope. Sorry. Not all teachers are equal, not all students are equal. Yes, at the level of reality, there's only one. But as long as time seems real, there are gonna be better people, Uh, people are gonna be better ice skaters than others. There are gonna be better tennis players than others. Some people are going to be better uh, physicists than others. As long as time seems real, some of us seem to be ahead of others. And we say, come on, this way, let's go this way. So, yes, all of us are the same in essence. The difference between a corpse, my corpse, and your corpse is the same. The I am is the difference between a corpse and a living, breathing, seeming person is the I. When it's just a corpse on the ground, Elvis has left the building. Uh, So identify rightly, not with your skin, not with your nationality or even religion or political. Affiliation or your bank account, but with spirit of God, let's rightly identify with God at the top of each hour. Not this. This is not a part of what I want. Exercising your free will, you got to put your foot down as you focus on whatever news story is flashing across your screen. And I would say, if a course in miracles was written today. In the first lesson, nothing I see on this street, from this window, in this room, in this place, means anything. I have a very strong feeling that Helen, or the spirit, would have included on this screen. Nothing I see from this street, from this window, in this place, on this screen, means anything. Whatever you see, whatever you hear, remember anything you're going to think is about the world that doesn't mean anything. So how can my thoughts mean anything if the world is unreal? And it was over a long time ago, like a star that burned out or a movie on a reel. So don't get too excited about it. Whatever's going on, just sit sit out in the audience and enjoy the show to whatever degree you can. By knowing it's not actually happening, the situation involving blank is not actually happening. Instead, Help us to remember there is no world I am free. There's no world I am free. Thank God. Wow. And I'm telling you, um, I feel different. You asked me to begin the call. I know we're probably almost done, but um, where was I and where am I now? And where I'm at now is that feel the presence so strongly that more and more and more i'm realizing that i am not a body and i'm not going to die and i'm ready to go home whether it's going to be in a concentration camp whether it's going to be whatever way is the way out seemingly it's just another way out and just like jumping in a pool when you're not sure if it's going to be a little bit cold there's that uneasy moment before you hit the water but once you get in you're Moving around, oh, it's good, it feels good, I'm in. Mean, no, don't worry, don't sweat it too much. Uh, we're all going one way or another, but that's the good news. Make it easy on yourself, though, and get more and more acquainted with the real self, the eternal self that remains a constant self. And, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. You might as well enjoy it, but don't linger. Outgrow and escape. So The world is not meant to be enjoyed. Or improved nearly as much as it is to be outgrown and escaped as quickly as possible. And you do that for your children. You do that for the future generations if there are going to be any. And that's, I'm not so sure that we even have another, another week uh, on Earth. So enjoy each day, but top of each hour, be willing to let it all go exercise your free will when you see something in the world going on that's absolutely insane know that it's there to help you to make the right choice choose heaven heaven is a decision i must make it's a course lesson i bring that to mind all the time i choose heaven i choose heaven this is not a part of what i want choose heaven thank you you know so Exercise your free will, cultivate the quiet mind that does not use, does not require thinking. Not gonna feel the peace and the joy and the bliss until you stop thinking. Forget about creating reality. You're not a creator. Uh, God is the creator. Reality is already created, doesn't need your help. And uh, invite the healing. And know that the goal is feeling of being a separate body, feeling of having a past and a future is a prison. Not going to get any better. Don't hope that it will. It won't. It's only going to get worse. But the good news is that we're not bodies and there is no world. Thank God. Thank God. This is not our home. Any, uh, any,
0: anything else on that? I want to go? So, we were speaking of teachers of A Course in Miracles. We were speaking of how the world, uh, in contrast to heaven, and that only one is real. We were speaking of, yeah, how we need to choose what we yeah. want. Absolutely. and no matter how we describe things whether we use words out of other era or whatever where where we are at depends on our choice and not on what's going on in the the world as you see it and no matter what interpretation we have whether we think the it's going to get worse or it's going to get better or it's something we can change or not the most important thing is that in A Course in Miracles it says reality is real and cannot be changed so anything changing doesn't exist in truth and so when we choose it's a choice to see that more and more or to see it right away because you can't see both at the same time so in the moment you choose that you're not seeing the other
1: Beautiful.
0: And so to choose that consistently is basically our goal.
1: It's a beautiful goal. It's a discipline. And I wanted one of the statements that I find most helpful from the workbook. I mentioned half of it. Let me, on top of what you just said, add the second half. What you think you are is a belief to be undone. What you really are must be revealed to you. So the willingness to sit in the quiet as best you can and just say, reveal, you know, show me, show me what you would have me teach, use it to bring the word of God. As I regard the feeling of being a physical body, of Course tells us that if we use it to bring the word of God, it will be healthy and strong and whatever is needed will be provided as long as it is needed until we can you know, gently put it down and It's like taking off a shirt for the laundry. Of course, I'm paraphrasing a lot of that, but the willingness to have it be revealed. So to say, not this, but what am I if I'm not a body? I think it's the lesson miracles are seen in light, 91, one of my favorites. Um, If I'm not a body, what am I? You know, and just that curious, again, like the small child, you come to the non-knowing place, but that you want to know, or you're willing to receive the revelation. So, uh, what you are is a belief to be undone, but what you really are must be revealed to you. That's only going to be revealed when I can uh, be quiet for a moment. You know, of course, as only an instant, the holy instant is only one instant, one instant where I'm not thinking about the past or the future or my body or my world. Put yourself in that altitude and attitude where you're you're still saying, here I am, Lord, fill me, show me, correct me, on behalf of everybody, help me. Again, uh, so much more helpful when I ask on behalf of everyone. I, I like to start in the back of the book with the lesson, how many teachers of God are required or needed to save the world? And it says only one. And then it goes on to explain some of the qualities of that individual, like a job qualification. Aren't you interested? I mean, if I was a student of A Course in Miracles, and I saw that it only takes one student to save the world, um, I would want to know what's required of me to be that person. I guess I'm just funny that way. I'm not interested as much in better parking spaces. Um, So, but it says... Primarily, essentially, that person no longer sees himself as a body or even as in a body. And then I look at the lessons differently. I go to the beginning. I see, how are these lessons going to help me to attain that state of being that no longer sees myself as a body or in a body? And you'll see they're all there. One lesson is every lesson. They're all the same. They're all teaching different facets of the same diamond. Um, So... When I think I'm on less than 140-whatever, and again, year after year after year, I wouldn't even go through the whole book, by the way. I would start again at one, maybe halfway through, because if you don't have attachment A, uh, if you don't have part A, rather, attachment B isn't going to do you much good. You can have all the attachments for your vacuum, but if you don't have the vacuum, you're not going to get much suction. So again that's why i like to work backwards from the manual for teachers how many teachers of god are needed to save the world because the world apparently needs saving and it needs students who have attained um have mind trained to the point where they can be instruments of god and uh, that's what the lessons are there for to train us Now you can be, as we were speaking, you can be like a weekend athlete who once in a while picks up a tennis racket, or you can be up every morning at 5 a.m. to get to the court to practice, because you're quite convinced you could win the gold medal. So there's a difference between students, a difference between dedication levels, and what can we do but be a willing instrument um, and say, here I am, you know, fill me, use me, what's the best you can do with this? body. I'm only here that you may speak or sing or play or build buildings or whatever it is you do, you know. Um, But to make yourself a willing instrument. What's the best I can do? Why am I here? Am I here? Do I have to be as long as I seem to be? It says I don't need to do anything, but do I need to do something? So just asking those kind of questions, you know, ask questions of the lessons and have a conversation but always conclude your practice period with some degree of stillness whatever you can as best you can you know like when you take an x-ray at the doctor and the technician scurries as so they say, hold still and they scurry behind the lead curtain and you hold as still as possible so as not to blur the picture uh, we want to get to that place when we're on our rooftop or in our balloon or where we are still Uh, So God can take an x-ray of our of our intentions and our thoughts and uh, the stillness is like a yoga pose that you hold as long as you can uh, where you're not thinking about the world. And then in that stillness rushes into the spirit of God when you've made that a priority, you know what the world don't want it. But beyond this world, there is a world I truly want beyond this feeling of being a body. There is a body. And an identity I really do want. And ask for the glad exchange of weakness for strength, of, uh, you know, light for darkness, for love for fear, for peace for upset. That's what the spirit is that we got to call on. It. You got to call on it. Know that you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth is not going to make anybody free. Just floating around in the air especially with all the masking, it has to be known. So exercise that free will. And I would say, I seek my freedom. You gotta cry freedom. There was a movie called Cry Freedom, be the freedom. Like Gandhi said, this is not a part of what I want. You gotta put your foot down when you see the madness within yourself and uh, claim reality instead of illusion as who you are and where you live.
0: Yeah, let's go with that.
1: Yeah, man. I really appreciate uh, you allowing me to be on your show. I don't do this very often, but thanks to you, I think I will sign up with Anchor. And if you'll be on, have you on as my first guest.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll We'll do that. We'll do that.
0: Okay. Corey, thank you so much for being on the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. Thank you, all the listeners, for listening. I hope you understand that the controversialness of some of the things that come up are there to show us that we need to rethink everything. We need to allow God to show us what's real and what isn't, because that's what is keeping us from... Accepting ourselves, as we are. So, thank you so much for pointing that out, Corey. It's so, so important to remember that there is only one truth, and that we need to accept that and let go of what we thought was true.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for the opportunity. Not only that, we need to, but we get to. It's a get to. Thank God. There's an option, you know, to to the world. Yeah.
0: So how can one reach you if one wants to reach out to you?
1: Um, I do presently have a YouTube channel. It's called Top of the Hour with Corey Leland, which is also my Gmail email, top of the hour with Corey Leland at gmail.com. My other email is Corey Leland the Insects Rock at Yahoo which is my cartoon band of music for kids and families, kind of a retro bubblegum uh, songs with good messages.
0: Okay, great. So anyone who has listens to the podcast or is going to listen, please re- give it a five-star review so that more people find it, share about it, so that more people know about it. And let's enjoy this beautiful message and understand the spirit of it and how we all are one. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here, Corey.
1: Thank you, Monica. God bless. Uh, Until next time. Yeah, and meet me at the top of the hour, brother. Uh, On behalf of all humanity, I love that I seem to be in L.A. and you seem to be in Austria, and we are together at that top of the hour time on behalf of all the brothers and sisters that have gone before us and have yet to come and those that seem to be here now.
0: Yeah, we are all one. And uh, therefore, the purpose is our joint purpose. So one purpose. Mm -hmm. So Thank you so much for pointing that out. Thank you, sir. Till next time. Bye-bye.